part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. Hey, I'm Jeff. Um, Pastor Bobby is probably driving home right now from North Carolina or they're going to to church with uh, their daughter Ashley and Trevor. They were up there doing some work with them and spending some time with family. So y'all get me today. Um, first time, let me scan the audience real quick. If it's your first time here, hey, make sure you come back next week, all right? Just make sure you come back next week. I'm just kidding. Hey, we're so thankful y'all are here. And um, Bobby asked if I would preach uh, a couple, several weeks ago. And, and what the scripture we're going to look at this week, is, it's been on my heart. It's been messing with me. Um, for several weeks, and when he asked me if I would preach, I would say, hey, yeah, let's do it. Um, and, and we're going to look at some scripture, and, and, and for y'all that know me and know my story, um, I was a train wreck. I was an utter train wreck until the Lord reached down and showed me his love and just grabbed me from the depths of hell and pulled me out and... Uh, I'm still a train wreck, just not an 80 car train wreck. Maybe a one and two car train wreck. You know, my wife probably would say something different, but um, but we serve such an awesome God. And we're going to look at First John 3:16 through 18 today. Um, and we're going to talk about love. What is love? This is interactive. We're a small church. It's interactive. What Say what? God. Okay. God is love. What else? What is love? It's so, say again. Speaking the truth. Okay. What else? What is love? Forgiveness? Action? Say one more time. Laying down your life for one another. Hmm. That's a tough one, Miss Brittany. Because that, I know, because that takes action, right? That takes action. Going back over here. Do you know how to love? Right? Do you know how to love? That's a tricky one, because the media, the world is going to tell you to send flowers on that silly day in February because they want to make a lot of money, right? That's just that's Jeffology, all right? All right, that's Jeffology. You're supposed to love your spouse, love your kids, love your family 365, and every four years you get an extra day to love. You get to love 366 days because it's leap year. So don't let society fool you and tell you love is about February 14th, that day you send chocolates and flowers. That's a bunch of hogwash. All right? What are some good examples of love? And we already went through some of that. You know, so I just think, you know, when you see examples of love, I just think of couples that have been married 60, 70 years. That's just crazy. But how awesome is that? Because they've had to show love in action, in laying yourself down forever, in forgiveness, in 
both of them looking to God prayerfully. Right? So those are some examples of love. But if you see in this picture right here, we've had, um, we've had some crazy stuff going on in the world, in our country, the last uh, several weeks. Right? And so if you see this picture up here, a gentleman carrying a lady in the floodwaters, probably in Houston, um, that's crazy. You know? We might not even know each other. But we're going to look at 1 John three sixteen through 18. So, Jeremy, can you put that up? So, 1 John three sixteen through 18. By this we know love that He laid down His life for us. Right? It's pretty simple when you think about it. For us, adults and, 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 and the youth that are in here today... For some reason, we make Christianity so hard. It's not hard. He first loved us, so we should love each other. That's pretty simple. I'm not the smartest guy. I'm not the sharpest crayon in the box. By this we know love that He laid down His life for us. In, in the New Living Testament it says this, We know what real love is. I like that because we know what real love is because Jesus gave up His life for us. Not the love of hot dogs. Not the love of a book. Not the love of school. Not the love of whatever. I like this one because it uses the word, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. Christ giving up his life on the cross for us is the true example of love. Do we, do, do we truly believe that? Or are we taking it for granted because we live in the greatest country in the world where none of us are going to face persecution for being in this church today? None of us are going to face real persecution for putting on social media that we love God or putting Scripture on there, putting whatever on social media. We're not going to face real persecution. And Christ giving up His life on the cross for us to have life. It's not going to be on the board, but in First John, I mean in John 15, 13, it says this about love. There is no greater love than to lay down your life, to lay down one's life for one's friends. John 15, 13. There is no greater love and to lay down one's life for one's friends. So obviously Jesus going to the cross was the truest example of love because we would never have reconciliation with our Father, with God, without that sacrificial act. Do we understand that? Because that is the pivotal point. Because we have to realize that. And in, in, in John fifteen thirteen, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. 
Christ's love should transform or change our lives. If you can't go back, and, and I think Jackie Finley or Brian said it in that you should be able to d- describe your life in three words. The before, the transformation, and the after. If you can't come up with those three words, then let's talk. Because there should have been a before, there should have been a pivotal moment, and then there's the after. And that is what we're looking at. Because Christ's love, that cross, should change your life forever. And I'm not saying just fire insurance. Alright? For some of y'all old timers in here. I'm not just saying fire insurance. Because I'll tell you. I would question that. None of us can none of us can look at anyone's heart to know if there has been that defining moment. But if you just did it one time to have fire insurance and you didn't have any fruit in your life, that's another sermon for another day. The way we love should bring glory to God. Now, this is where it's going to get personal. This is where some toes are going to get stepped on. Feelings might get hurt. The way we love should, I'll take should out, the way we love must bring glory to God. If it isn't, then we're loving the wrong way. Okay? So think about it. By this we know love that He laid down His life for us. John fifteen thirteen. There is no greater love than laying down one's life for us. We should be set apart from the world by the way we love. Our lives should be different than the worlds around us. Hmm. Self-analyzations for all of us. Is your life different? Is how you're living, doing life, is it different than the lost? Are you prepared to be set apart? Are you prepared To be ridiculed. Are you prepared to lose that job promotion? Are you prepared to lose friends? Are you prepared to lose family members? We should be set apart from the world. Our lives should be different than the world around us. And the way we love is going to determine that. 
You hear me? Because he came to this world to save all. Not people that, uh, you know, I'm sure some of y'all are saying, Jeff, he ain't going to say nobody looks like you. And I've heard that before. Right? Or a past like you. Scripture says he came to save us all. And so that means, we go to this next one. Oh, sorry, I guess 616B. Sorry, Jeremy. Uh, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. In the new living, so we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Right? We ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If we just go back to one week ago, not even a whole week yet, and we look at Vegas, right? Story after story after story of individuals giving up their lives to protect, to shield, to guard others that they didn't even know. Right? And granted, that is in a moment where natural instinct just takes over. 99% of the time. Right? But not worrying about what might happen to them, not worrying about anything that could come. One of the stories was a gentleman says, hey, I saw the tragedy. I said, hey, we're going to steal a truck. We're going to load it full of people and head to the nearest hospital. So he found a yard with work trucks in it. He opened the first one. And the Lord is so good. The first truck he opened had the keys sitting right in it. Right? Did he worry about going to jail for stealing a truck? No. He says, hey, look, let's go. They took the first ten or so, and he told his girlfriend, hey, let's go back and get some more. Right? Not knowing what's going to happen. But that's a natural instinct. That's, that's, like, that's like a natural, it's just like, just there. Right? And, and when you think about it, so... We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Now, when he says brothers and sisters, who's it talking about? It's talking about everyone. Because the end goal is to have everyone a Christ follower, and then we get to call them brothers and sisters. And. I'm skipping ahead, but of the 59 that perished that day, they're all spending eternity somewhere today. Right? And many of us, because once again, we want to have a good heart, we're going to say those 59 are spending eternity in heaven. But I'll be the bearer of bad news. We don't know that. It sounds good, but we got to go back to Scripture. we got to go back to theology. They had to have made a decision to accept Him as Lord and Savior. Right? And so when we think about laying down our lives for our brothers and sisters, those 59 that perished, they're spending eternity somewhere this morning. Did we as Christ followers... Do all that we could do to share the good news with them. 
right? Now, I don't want anyone to, to mix up Mr. Jeff's words. I'm not saying it's a, it's a... We're saved by actions. That's not what I'm saying, okay? Let's hear it. I'm not saying we're saved by actions and that if we go knock on doors, that we're good. That's not what I'm saying. But when we're saying, hey, we're willing to lay down our lives for our brothers, are we willing to take that ridicule? Are we willing to take that loss of promotion? Are we willing to take whatever comes with it of being bold enough to share the good news of the gospel to those around us. Right? Because those 59, they don't have an option now. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. I'm not playing doomsday. I'm not playing any of that. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. And those 59, they went there looking to have a good time. Obviously, they weren't thinking about there's no tomorrow. They were looking to get down to Jason Aldean and all that country music. But as Christ followers, are we willing to lay down our lives? For our brothers and sisters. I've been challenging the youth lately with Luke 9.23. So if you, if you see on football, there's a lot of John 3.16 signs up everywhere, you know, because that's a good verse, Right? that you're going to have everlasting life if you follow John 3.16. But Luke 9.23, you don't see this painted on someone's face or anything. Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, listen up, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily and follow me. Now who wants to give up their own way? Right? We only like to give up the remote. Right? much less my own way. So when it's telling us to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters, these 59 didn't have that option. Luke 9.23 says we have to give up our own way. Because if we're going to show real love, it can't be about us. It has to be about Him. That's tough. Because we're all, the old man, the old lady inside of us tries to come out all the time. Right? So we have to be in Word. We have to be in Word. We have to be, have accountability. We've got to have groups. We've got to have people challenging us. Are you ready to give up your own way to follow Jesus? Share the good news. Help the needy. Help the hurting. This verse has really been, been on me lately with just, um, with just addictions and uh, just all different kinds of, of issues that people are having. And, and, and obviously, First John 3.18, the last part of what we're going to study here in a minute, is really close to us because that's I serves verse. And, and we just don't want to say we want it love, but we want to show it in actions. And in verse 17, it says, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brothers in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? So it talks about the real love, the sacrificing of Christ to save us, for us to live. We go to 17, but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, 
How does God's love abide in him? So we can take a brother in need in many different facets, right? We, can, we know there's people in need, and the Bible says there's going to be people in need everywhere. We know there's poverty. We know there's people needing food, people needing clothing, people needing you know, medical. There's all kind of different stuff. But if we really break it down and we go back to everything that's happening in the world today, a brother in need, when I was preparing for this, the Lord says, the brother in need is someone that doesn't know the Lord as their Savior. Right? So if anyone has the world's goods, so if you are a follower of Christ, you have the world's goods, the kingdom's goods living inside of you. Why are we going to keep it inside? Why are we going to keep the good news inside when we know there's a dying, hurting community around us? Luke 10, 27 says this. Luke 10, 27. The man answered, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. If you... I know there's, there's people in the world that, 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 that don't love themselves, and that hurts my heart. It hurts God's heart. But most of us, we want the best for us. So if we want the best for us, why wouldn't we want the best for our neighbor? And, 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 and I always think about, I'm not a Star Wars fan. I always think when a Star Wars movie comes out, I mean, people go crazy for Star Wars. I mean, they'll wait in line and get there at midnight to watch Star Wars when it's going to be out for the next nine months i don't know you got to see it first i have no earthly idea i know i'm stepping on toes i'm sorry i just don't understand it because is the movie any different at 1201 a.m a.m and 6 p.m three days later is the movie any different i don't know i've never been at 1201 a.m i and i won't be Okay, I hear yes back there, but I think that's just, I think, once again, that's the old man inside saying, yeah, it's different. But I don't know. I don't know. And, I, and it could be any movie. I just picked Star Wars because it's a big one like that. And, and if so, we're willing to tell everyone, if we go see it at 1201 by, 12, by 258, in the morning, we're posting on social media how great it was, right? Because it's like three hours long to go to a Star Wars movie. But we're posting about how awesome it was, and we're going to tell our friends how awesome it was. But back to this verse. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? If we're willing to sit there and, and, and be so excited about a movie... And we're not that excited about the one true king. We're messed up. We're messed up. Now, granted, I don't want us to go and beat people over the head with the Bible because you're not going to win them. 
But we've got to have relationships with them. We need to have relationships with them. We've got to love them. Are you broken for the lost and hurting? Or are you just glad that you're not in that situation? So are, is your heart broken for those that are lost, hurting, searching? Or are you just glad that you're not there anymore? We need to look at ourselves. Because we're the only ones that are going to be able to, 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 to share the good news. That's what He's called us to do. Verse 18. Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Often, you know, often many of us will say if we're meeting someone or, or out and about, we'll sit there and talk to them and they, they'll have a, a, a situation going on and we'll say, hey, We'll pray for you. And then we go on about our day, and the rat race takes over, and what do we forget to do? Pray for them. I got a phone call this week, and it just it made my heart smile. I got a phone call this week, and a gentleman was saying he was meeting with a, a, a client, and they were talking about life situations, and uh, he said, hey, I, you know, my, my family and I could really use some prayer. And this other gentleman goes, well, hey, let's pray. Imagine that. That's a novel idea. He just said, I'm not going to tell you I'm going to pray for you. We're going to stop in our tracks and pray. Because it goes right back to this. Let's not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. So many times we have the best intentions. We have the best intentions to pray for somebody. Or to you know, send them a letter or... You know, send them a text or go visit them. But the rat race gets us. I've heard so many good things about the three six dinners already. And, and, and just how we slowed down and we had conversations with other people that we might not normally have over to dinner. But once again, a novel idea. And I like, in, uh, I like in the New Living, it says this, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show truth by our actions. Because I, I, have, to, I have to say it. I mean, just a couple weeks ago, we took up a great offering to send to the hurricane victims. That's awesome. We can't stop doing that, right? We have to do that. It's what we're called to do. But many times as Christ followers, we get in the rat race, we get in the monotony, we get in the whatever you want to call it, there, hey, I went to church today, Pastor Bobby gave a great message, it was awesome, hey, we walk out the door, we throw the Bible under the, under the car seat, and we just go to lunch, we go home, Monday through Friday happens. Saturday, we watch a little football or, or do whatever, and Sunday, we're back here. And guess what we forgot to do that whole week? We forgot to love. We forgot to love people. Because it's tough loving people that's not like you. None of us want to do that. We want to love 
You know, if you're a Georgia fan, you only want to love Georgia fans. You know? NASCAR, if you're, I don't know, Dale Earnhardt fan, you only want to love Dale Earnhardt fans. Right? We don't want to love the other people because they haven't figured out the way yet. Right? They're lost. But the Scripture clearly says, Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show truth and love by our actions. So think about this as we're preparing to close here in a few minutes. How can we live verse 18 out in our everyday lives? Right? Because we all come in contact with people every day. Every day. And I get it. Some of y'all aren't as bold and crazy as as me. And I'll admit, I just love Jesus. And I want everybody to love Jesus. And I'm going to tell them about Jesus. We were at a soccer game in Athens last week. And uh, don't boo. We're Florida fans. It's rough right now, okay? My rabbit's foot my rabbit's foot fell off last night. We missed an extra point, okay? But it's rough being a Florida fan right now, right? But I, we were in Athens at a soccer game, and I had Florida shirt on. And this lady goes, Sir, what are you wearing? Do you not know where you're at? I said, yes, ma'am, I do. I said, but you know what? You talk to me. I said, this shirt right here gets, lets me to tell the gospel to everybody in Athens. Because they're going to say something to me, whether it's nice or not nice. And then I get to say, hey, guess what? Jesus loves us all. Even Gator fans, Jesus loves us. And it just opens that door for me to sit there and love on them. The big action love. Right? And, and, and anybody can do it. Not, I know everybody, you know, like, Jeff, I can't, you know, I can't do this, I can't do That's a bunch of hogwash. He will give you the words to say. If you pray, if you say, Lord, bring me somebody today, and that's going to be part of the Scripture, and I mean part of the sermon. If you say, Lord, bring me somebody today to love, Watch out. They're coming. And He will give you the words to say. He will. When we think about one of the most common verses, or once again, John 3.16, it doesn't say God thought about or I wanted to do something. It says He gave. For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son. Right? He gave it to us. So why can't we, as Christ followers, why can't we love, love, love? It doesn't matter where they're at. It doesn't matter what they're trapped in. It doesn't matter how far gone they are. It doesn't. Because guess what? We all were there. And some of us are still trapped there. And some of us need love. Right now. Unconditional, real love. We've got to get back to the real love part. So with all that being said, so we got a couple of opportunities. This is awesome. 
We got some opportunities to love on people. Imagine that. A church loving on people. It's great. So next Sunday at 4 o'clock, so I serve ministries. They have an awesome ministry. They are awesome. I don't know who runs it. They do good work in the community. Some crazy guy, some crazy lady. All right. Some crazy guy, some beautiful lady. They try to love on the community. And so next week, there's a program called Bags of Love. Every week, over roughly 250 backpacks go home through 12 schools in Jackson County and Madison County. So I don't know if you know, 60% of the kids in Jackson County get free and reduced lunch. So if we look at it, everybody from here on that side, y'all going to bed hungry tonight. Okay? Everybody over here, y'all get to eat. So you can't move seats, Dustin. All right? I know barbecue's probably on the taking, okay? So I didn't want to get you upset. But over here, you're not going to eat. Over there, you're going to eat. That's a rough reality in the greatest country in the world. So every week, I serve ministry sends home these backpacks. And next week, Cornerstone gets the opportunity to pack these backpacks. It takes about an hour to pack 250 backpacks. Okay? So there's a sign-up sheet. When you go out the door, turn left on the little desk right there under uh, the tree. There's a sign-up sheet. Okay? It takes us about 10 to 12. It takes about 10 to 12 people to, to make this happen. Um, and then two weeks after that is our fall festival. You already see the sign-up board outside, right? Once again, this is for the community. Now, it's great for Cornerstone folks, people, and their kids to have a good time too. But our goal as a church is to reach the community, right? So we need all hands on deck. So there's some sign-ups out there, right? What I was thinking was our youth is starting to grow, and and, and I like to make them serve um, so they understand what's going on. So we're going to try to put as many of them in that first hour slot as we can. So parents with kids, younger kids, can enjoy the chaos for the first hour with their kids. And then one of them will probably come serve the second hour while the other one still has chaos with the kids. But we got to have sign-ups, okay? I'll be honest. I'm transparent. I'm black and white. Last year, we struggled, okay? Last year, we struggled, right? We want to do the best we can do. We're putting our foot out there. These are people that don't go to church here. We want to love them well. We want to love them well. And once again, invite people. Invite people. Then in November... Uh, twice a month, I serve ministry gives away 30,000 pounds of food. What? That's a whole semi. So, what's the longest somebody's waited in line for something? I gotta hurry up. What's the, late, what's the longest someone's waited in line for something? It's okay. Say again. Eight hours. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> it feels that, but it's not true. Was it sweet niblets? All right, but you knew what you were getting, a driver's license. Someone else, what's the longest someone's waited in line for something? (laughs) This crowd. How long did you wait, Dustin? All right, all right, thanks. I'm glad someone's paying attention. Woo, Lord, thank you. At least one paid attention today. 
The longest somebody's waited in line for something. An hour and a half, but you knew what you're going to get. 30-second ride, right? Okay. So our neighbors here in Jackson County, especially like up in Commerce or even here at Pendergrass, they will get in line about midnight and sit in a parking lot or sit in their car for six to seven hours until the food gets there. And you know what? They don't know what they're going to get because iServe doesn't know what it's going to get until that semi pulls up there. Right? And so November 21st, it's the third Tuesday, always the third Tuesday at Pendergrass. Jackson County's out on fall break, or well, they are had fall break, or they have a fall break this week. I don't know. Thanksgiving break, okay? There's too many breaks in school. I'm not a school teacher. I know I'm stepping on toes there too, but hey, November 21st, the third Tuesday, Cornerstone is sponsoring that truck, okay? So here's an awesome opportunity for our congregation to get out there and love on the community. It's called Two Hours of Controlled Chaos. Hey, Cleve, no laughing. But some, 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 some of us go. Some of us have to go. Some volunteer to go. But we would love, as an outreach to the community, for Cornerstone to be represented well there. And, and as we talked about, you know, laying down your life for your brother or if you had something, what you want to give it to somebody else. And these individuals, our neighbors that come there in line, they just want a relationship with somebody. And if you said you can't share the good news of the gospel, hey, here's a great opportunity. They're standing in line waiting for you. They just want to get have some love. We need to give them hope of Jesus. We need to show them that, hey, just because you're in this situation, hey, you don't have to stay in that situation. So November 21st, more will come on that, but really be thinking about that. Um, and, ooh. So this is your question as you go out this week. This is your question. And when we're closing, this is, this is kind of what I'm going to pray for y'all. So who is it that God... Ricky, you can start coming up, bud. So who is it that God wants you to love this week? Okay? Who is it? So start thinking about that right now. Who is it? So for our young students, they got a big fishbowl to pick out of because they go to school with many that don't know anything about Jesus. Us that work in the secular world, they're all around us. If you go grocery shopping, there's a great big field right there. Everywhere you go, if you play sports, a tremendous field right there. So really think about it as, as we get ready to close. One, back to 1 John 3.16. I mean, 1 John 3.16-18. through 18. We know that real love is because Jesus gave up His life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You for today. Lord, there's nothing else really to say. Lord, you loved and loved us like 
There's nothing else to it. Lord, will each one of us here, Lord, lay on our hearts right now that one individual that You want us to love on this week. And let us love with real, actionable love. Lord, Your Word is very clear on what we're supposed to do. Lord, You haven't stopped loving us because we've fallen down. We're broken pieces. You continually just pick us up and reform us into a new, new person. Let us not give up on those that are struggling. Let us not give up on those that are far from You. Let us not give up on those that don't look like us, don't talk like us, don't dress like us. Lord, let us love well. Because our love should be, bring glory to the King. Lord, let everything we say and do this week bring glory to You. Lord, Your Word says don't just walk one mile with them. Walk that second. Or maybe it's walk five extra. Lord, help us be love agents. Lord, help us be change agents in the community right here. Lord, right here in northeast Georgia. Lord, let Cornerstone be that difference maker. Lord, let this little body love well. Lord, help us, show us, teach us what love reads and how we're to do it. Lord, be with those that aren't here this week. Strengthen those. And Lord, if anyone here doesn't know You as Lord and Savior, Lord, they wouldn't let today go by without being a new creation. Lord, thank You for sending Your Son. Thank You for giving Your Son so we can live. Lord, we love You and we praise You. And all God's people said... today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.